Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are joining us from in the world. Welcome to the very first episode of Make It Make Sense, a quiet rebel podcast where we try to make sense of the things that make no sense to us. By way of introduction, my name is Tracy J. In business and in life, I am the quiet rebel. And my work in the world is creating incremental and organic shifts to the status quo, using conversations as instruments for change. My guest today on this very first episode is my friend Monette. Hey, Monette. Hey, Tracy. <laughs> Just before we started recording, I was like, saying that I thought I had gotten all my wiggles and giggles out, but I do not. So this will be just a wiggly giggly episode and that's just what it's gonna be. Um, so Monette is a co-leader at Girl God Books, which is an international publisher of books that support the necessary unraveling of patriarchy. And she runs its online platform of courses, gatherings and offerings. To add to that, she is an award-winning author who writes about the sacred feminine in its many forms. And Monette is my friend. Most important qualification. She is my <laughs> friend. Now, to be clear, you do not have to be my friend to be a guest on Make It Make Sense. Um, but when I um, decided to go forward with this idea, um, Monette came to mind first because she and I were having lunch one day and I must have said, make it make sense, like 85 times <laughs> during the course of that conversation. So, <laughs> so when we decided or when I decided that um, that I was number one, going to go ahead and do this podcast that people keep asking me if I'm going to do. Um, and number two, what I wanted to call it. And number three, who I might like to have as a guest. Monette was at the top of that list. So <laughs> Monette, thank you for being here. Oh, of course. You're so welcome. You're my favorite person to try to make sense of the world with. Oh, that's such a good compliment. Thank you so much. Yep. Yeah, so the um, the intention with this podcast is that um, whomever I'm having a conversation with week to week, um, that that person brings their own topic, right? And that he, she, they, me and them together um, will try to make sense of it, which maybe can't, maybe we can't, who knows? We'll see. Um, and uh, I'm hoping that these conversations last 15, 20 minutes, um, at least for podcast listeners. And there are some folks who subscribe to the Quiet Rebel Patreon account who will get access to the video that this is being recorded on, as well as whatever random behind the scenes shenanigans happen. and. <laughs> whatever extended conversation happened beyond um, the podcast listeners. So um, the ongoing question that I will ask every week, and I'm asking Monette now, 
is what doesn't make sense to you? Okay, so that seems like an easy question, but I kept coming up short when I was trying to come up with one thing that doesn't make sense. So what I wanna bring to the listeners today is the idea, this is kind of foundational for your podcast, that the freaking world doesn't make sense right now. And I think part of that is this unique kind of birthing stage we've been in for the last couple of years where old structures are falling apart and where the pandemic has like flip-flopped everything we thought we knew. And I think there's this idea that we're gonna get through it, get through it, and we're gonna go back to normal. So what I wanna help us make sense of is where the heck are we? What's happening? And can we let go of the idea of going back to normal and embrace the idea that we're moving through something hard to get to something better? Ooh, see, I gotta blow more bubbles because <laughs> that begs for bubbles. Mm -hmm. Bad bubbles. Uh oh, I lost you. What'd you say? Oh, I just said I should have brought my bubbles. Oh, really? Listen, bubbles are essential, and they're, they're probably they're still packed. And I'm unpacking here, and probably my bubbles are still packed. Well, we might have to just send you some more because. Yeah. For those people who don't know me, who this is your first time maybe hearing from me um, for any reason at all, I'm sort of a bubble enthusiast, um, but not for the reasons that other people maybe are excited about bubbles. I use bubbles for meditation. Um, they help me to remember to breathe. Mm -hmm. and, um, and when I'm feeling like the world is a shit show, which is uh, how I feel right now, I blow a lot of bubbles. Mm -hmm. So, um, so if you happen to be listening and not watching, you did not get to see the little bubble show, but there was a <laughs> bubble show just then because all of what Monette just said, just like, yeah. How, like, how do we make, make it make sense y'all. Okay. So how, how do we make sense of the crazy world we live in where so many of us want to make forward progress, mm -hmm. right? Like I see it in your work. I see it in my work. Mm -hmm. I see it in most of the people who we interact with on a somewhat regular basis. There's a lot of us with this sort of forward moving momentum. Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, as it feels like this tug of war is happening with people who want to drag us back to times where nothing was right in the world. Yes. I just in the last literally two days as I'm approaching this recording and I keep having different instances, just exactly what you just described that take this forward momentum that we're all in and pull us back. So like everything's exploding around reproductive rights in Texas right now. I mean, we have just gone back almost 50 years, you know, Roe versus Wade was 73. Yeah. Like what world do we live in where all of a sudden it's up for grabs again to decide if I get to decide what to do with my body. Yeah. Like I was born in 1973. So that 
that there you ruling, go. Yeah, that ruling has lasted my entire life. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually just a few days younger than I am. It was January 20 something. I was born on January 8th. So, um, so for my entire lifetime, mm -hmm. women have had this reproductive power. Mm -hmm. um, and now somehow suddenly, um, as of the date of this recording, which happens to be my eldest daughter's 28th birthday. Oh, um, like the, like, particularly in Texas where I live, I just can't, I just cannot. Yeah. I mean, and it, yeah. A really interesting thing that I read um, today. I mean, this is all happening so much in real time. I think it was on Time Magazine's online site today. And I love this because I hadn't actually thought of this angle. It talked about the hubris that it must take to assume that a government body can dictate and take control of that whole area. And it brought up the whole industry of like plan C, you know, mm. home managed abortions or no, it's self-managed abortions where uh -huh. you call in, you do telemedicine, you get your drugs, you do your thing. Like, did they not even, did they just think women were going to like roll over and go, oh, you made a rule. Okay. No. No, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. And uh -uh. to add to that, what about the women who are mostly impacted really by this? Mm -hmm. The ones who can't just up in plan C. Absolutely. So then it becomes not controlling women, but like so many other things that you look at in the world, it's disproportionately affecting women who can't afford the other options. Exactly. Yeah. And we talk about this being like a pro-life action, oh. but then like that term is laughable, right? Because mm -hmm. what happens then to those humans who are born because their mothers could not abort them and then nobody wants to take care of them. Right. Who, not to mention, not to mention that nobody even wants to take care of the mothers. No. Who are carrying these babies that you said that they have to carry. Right. And these women have decided, you know, some of them, they know what they can handle and what they can. And if they decide they can't take care of another life, that, uh, I have no words. Like you need to respect that. I, I really like in my heart of hearts, I believe that that is the biggest level of like, care and sacrifice that you can a decision that you can make for another human is to say i know that i cannot bring you into this world in a way that is sustainable and fulfilling mm -hmm. and so rather than subject you to this life that is going to be a shit show because i cannot take care of you mm -hmm. i would rather not bring you here that takes so much care and compassion on the part of women so many people see it like as a selfish act right like they're just thinking about themselves and they're not thinking about this baby i think that the opposite is true i think that we are women are 
ultimately thinking about this life that they have the like 98% decision making over because, you know, as quiet as it's kept, men still get a chance to walk away if they choose not to participate. Right. Yeah. Yep. You know, I mean, that still exists. Yep. And so many men do choose that. Just like, yeah, nah, I understand that we made this life together and yet I'm gone. Yep. Yep. So, oh my goodness. I know. It's, it's almost like, like with other things that we talked about going back in time, it's like the handmaid's tale is coming off the screen and like into our lives. And, you know, people, what, what we have to understand is these changes don't happen overnight. So these little incremental, which aren't incremental, they're humongous shifts backwards, um, lead to something else. Yeah. 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 And it's like, um, I can't, the quote is escaping me right now, but it's the thing that happens when good people stay silent or when, oh. we, when we choose to do nothing, right? Um, because, so for instance, this particular, the, the Senate bill um, number eight that happened in Texas, mm-hmm. the so-called heartbeat bill, right? Um, that measure was passed in May. Um, it became effective in September, which is why it's like so much in the news right now. Mm-hmm. But it was it was agreed upon many months ago. Right. Which is another thing that's sort of like our our political system is so like convoluted with um, with hoops and with with um, barriers to access for people to get information. So all of these decisions happen at a table mm-hmm. behind a door. And then we hear about them when somebody else decides to share that this thing is happening. Yeah. Um, and if it were not for people who lobby, people who um, keep their ear to the grind meal of politics, mm-hmm. the rest of us might not even know that half of these things were happening. Right, right. And what about the, there's this whole other level to this legislation, the whole like way it encourages like bounty hunting for women yes. this, for doctors who do this. And the idea that the penalty for seeking an abortion could be greater than the penalty for raping a woman. Yeah. Okay, that that just shows how broken it is. And then the response, Governor Abbott's response about almost flippantly, well, we'll just abolish rape, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. No. (sighs) Yeah. Bubbles. Where's bubbles? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I, I, I mentioned, you know, when we were talking too, like the difficulty of. of picking one of these things because they just keep coming. And that's that results in that overwhelm that I think every single one of us feels right now. So like as of today, like this morning, the latest is 
you know, these border patrol people on horses with wind, keeping the Haitians out of Texas. Like, yeah. what is going on with that? Listen, I cannot tell you the level of triggering that that has caused in my body. And, and I cannot escape the images, right? Like no. every single person who cares even the littlest bit about humans mm -hmm. has reshared at least one of those images somewhere. Mm -hmm. And because I curate my social media with people who care about humans, mm -hmm. I've seen those images a lot. Yeah. And um, uh, Dr. King's daughter, Dr. Also Dr. Bernice. Bernice, yeah. Um, shared this um, sort of side-by-side -side image um, that is uh, from the mm -hmm. time of, of enslavement that it parallels this image with these whips and horses and men. And it was almost too much for my spirit to take. Um, yeah. And there's so many more things that we could talk about, like just mm -hmm. attached to Haiti and yeah. it's its own fights for freedom and how they had to pay reparations to France and like all of these things that are tied to how the world air quotes, the world, mostly right. the Western world views Haitians. Mm -hmm. um, I, we don't even have enough time to do that, but it, no. it's just one more of those things. It is. So I, I think um, like in a, there's no way to solve this, but in a way to wrap it up, I think the thing that keeps me sometimes more than other times going through this in a sane way is just remembering like how when something that needs to die off is dying off, it doesn't usually die off calmly. Like it's going to flare and like grasp and try one last effort with its crazy ass shit. Yeah. You know, and this is what we're seeing right now. It's like the last evil is grasping and popping up, but we just have to get past it so that that can die off. But it's so hard. Yeah, I, um... well, I was gonna say something, but I'm gonna wait and save that for the people who are listening to the okay. after show. Okay. Um, but what I do want to say is thank you so much. Mm. Thank you so, so much for being um, this first guest, for being my friend, for show, showing up in the world as your whole self, for caring about people. All of those things are so important. Um, I'm going to put it in the show notes, but please tell people where they can find you. Okay. They can find me at Girl God Books and that's thegirlgod.com. Um, and I want to put in a plug, not for my own stuff, but this last bit brought up for me, Tracy is leading a class where we look into our own personal family histories and Tracy, I'm not remembering the, you had a great name for your class and I'm not remembering it. It's called, um, ally, ally family tree research. There you go. Ally family tree research. I'm a part of that class. And I know, like, I'm about to get teary because I know what Tracy's talking about, about not being able to stand the things that you're seeing, because in some of the research that I'm seeing, I almost can't stand what I found in my own family tree. 
Um, so if you're ever feeling like, where do I start? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I love that Tracy thought of that as, um, cause if we're going to reconcile everything that doesn't make sense in the world, first you have to reconcile what doesn't make sense in your own self and your own family tree. So anyway, I'm just going to throw that out there. Thank you. I, um, we're going to redo that class, I think in November. So yeah, there'll be, there'll be information somewhere on, yeah. on how to, how to sign up. Thank you so much. Um, oh, we're going to end our recording for the podcast listeners here. But if you are following us on Patreon, then you get to hear the after show. Thank you for joining us for Make It Make Sense, a quiet rebel podcast where we try to make sense of the things which make no sense to us. This episode was hosted and produced by Tracy J in Houston, Texas, on the indigenous land of the Karankawa people. We hope that something you heard here today will move you, open you, or give you pause. We welcome your questions, comments, and concerns. Until next time, remember to feed the happy and love first always.